welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name's Ray Heron. Great to have you along if this is the first episode of our podcast that you've ever listened to. Uh, I welcome you to, to check out all the other episodes that are up and free to listen to on the channel. Um, joining me this episode, and usually we'd bring in our, uh, our guest a little bit later on in the show for a yarn, but he's joining me for the entire episode today. Uh, if, you're, if you've ever had anything to do with IAM Roadsmart or you've listened to any of our other podcasts from over a year ago, you'll know the name. Paul Kane. Hello. Hello, Ray. How are you? No, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to to join me on the show. It's um, it's good to have a chat because I haven't spoken to you in quite some time. We haven't had a proper yarn in a while. That's true. So we, we can we could chew the fat for a bit. I think. Uh, let's chew the fat straight after our first segment, which is the top five making a return for the first time since before Motorcycle Awareness Month. And this week, it is the top five fastest bikes of 2023. These are current models available in New Zealand today and in at number 5 with 187.7 horsepower is the 2023 Suzuki Hayabusa I've been up close and personal one of these recently and they don't strike me as the most comfortable bike have you ever ridden one Paul? I, I did have a ride I think it was a generation 2 that I had a ride on and actually they're deceptively comfortable you would think by looking at it that they're not but but they're not bad well that's saying something because you're not the shortest man in the, on the block i am not no <laughs> okay the the, the hayabusa at uh, 187.7 horsepower gets uh, paul's tick of approval and at number four on the list of the top five fastest bikes of 2023 the kawasaki zx14r with abs has 192 horsepower have never ridden a kawasaki in my life ever never actually well, no i've never ridden a kawasaki but the cmezo the motomarini cmezo and xcape have a kawasaki derived six 50cc engine that I believe was used in the Verses a number of years ago. Ah, okay. Well, um, the Verses wouldn't be the best known of all their models, to be fair, but uh, they they do make some very, very nice bits of kit, I have to say. But that one is not one that I've had the pleasure of a ride on. So I will take your word for it. <laughs> Don't take my word for it. Uh, 20, uh, d- d- number three on the top five fastest bikes of 2023 with 198 horsepower, which is a fair chunk of change, really. The 2023 Yamaha YZF R1M. And there's one of these parked up at Independent Motorcycles near my work most days, and I oogle it. And the guy, the owner, he said, oh, if you want to take it for a ride, let me know. And I'm scared to because it's such a beautiful machine and with 198 horsepower i bet you it goes like a cut cat i I think you're probably right there it's 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 probably going to be pretty sharp away from the lights along the uh, state highway too on the way into work <laughs> maybe, maybe a wee bit more than what you actually need just a, just a fraction um, but you know if you can have one of those you've got to go to the track I think um, number two on the top five l- list of fastest bikes of 2023 the BMW M1000R comes in with a hundred a 205 horsepower that'd be a bit of you you're, you're a fan of the BMWs I, I am I I'm a, a, a fond fan of the Teutonic brand, I have to say. Um, I, I almost persuaded my wife to buy an S1000R at the time, but um, she didn't. She ended up buying a Triumph, so I'm still disappointed about that. <laughs> She's still on the uh, Triumph Tiger? Uh, no, that's that's now gone. Someone else is riding that, so I have my pillion back full-time. Oh, she goes mm-hmm. through bikes faster than I go through 
underwear. She's been through a lot of bikes, yes. <laughs> yes we'll circle back on that. Uh, number one on the list of top five fastest bikes of 2023. Uh, any guesses, Paul? Oh, uh, got to be an Aprilia. Maybe. Not quite. Uh, the Ducati Panigale V4 oh, SP2 with 210 horsepower. Of course. I forgot about the, the Italian rad bikes. They, they are the Ferraris of motorcycles, aren't they? They are indeed, yes. Crikey. Yes. I, um, um, beautiful looking machines, I have to say. I've, apart from the Generation 1 Multistrada, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find an ugly Ducati. V4S, Ducati Multistrada V4S. Absolute beautiful bike. A highway machine. I would ride that to Invercargill tomorrow. Yes, yes. And then rest your back for a while. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, that That is your top five for the week. Uh, the top five fastest bikes of 2023. And so, yes, joining us this week, it is one Paul Kane, IAM Roadsmart. If you ever had anything to do with IAM, Paul is... Are you still the man that sends out the membership card? I, I'm not. Um, I've, I've passed the, those particular set of reins over to a chap called Hamish, who is doing a much better job than I ever did. Uh, he, he makes uh, the communication a lot more interesting and uh, aesthetically pleasing, but that's okay. Um, it's good to have other people involved in the organisation. It's good to have new blood that is willing mm. to take over and do things, right? 100%. Um, so what, what I do do at the minute is I, I look after the coordination of the observer team for the motorcycle grip in the Wellington region. That's, ah, that's you've taken role. on that mantle. Yes, yes. For and, better or for worse, yeah. And what's going on with IAM at the moment? Uh, I guess we're, we're like, most groups in the motorcycling community were sort of coming out of the winter time and people are becoming a little bit more active. Um, we, we certainly have members who ride all year round, but we're, we're, uh, we definitely have people who uh, activity backs off a little bit. So we're, we're kind of getting geared up for um, the nice weather and longer days and getting a bit a few more k's under the belt um, and i guess that means you'd be putting on events for your riders who may not be riding all through winter to to get back into the flow and practice, practice their slow speed maneuvers and their yeah. basics that's that's a that's a lovely feed you should, you'd be an awesome straight guy in any uh in any comedy combination um, <laughs> so we we run uh slow speeds uh, coaching sessions on a sort of uh, every couple of months. Um, we make these open to non-members as well. So uh, it's primarily aimed at our members, but we're very, very happy for non-members to come along and have ha- try their hand. Um, we use a car park in Lucky Street in Petone, and our next session is planned for the 22nd of October, and we start at 10 in the morning. Uh, so you'll still be able to watch the rugby and come along to Petone and uh, do some stuff in the car park around the cones and get some coaching while you're doing. Yeah, so that's um, that's for our uh, Wellington or Wellington region-based listeners. Um, but yeah, IAM is, is national, isn't it? You're all over the country. Yes, yes. We've grips in Auckland, um, our rugby's around Hamilton. We're here in Wellington. We have a group at the top of the south, uh, Nelson Blenheim. And we have another group that's based in Canterbury. And all of those groups will have different events. Um, they'll all have their own uh, 
uh, Facebook pages so you can check them out and uh, they will let folks know about different events and rides and coaching uh, social events what have you that are happening on those regional pages so it's IAM Road Smart either Auckland uh, Wellington Top of the South or Canterbury I would encourage every single rider uh, new or old to um, get along to especially low speed skills testing kind of um, events um, because I mean they're not the most glamorous events they're not you're not going to get along and go yeah but it's the um, it's the slow speed stuff and the practicing our braking that we don't practice enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and if you can handle the machine uh, in a coordinated fashion at slow speed, it absolutely translates to better control and better understanding of uh, how your steering works, how your balance works, how moving your body affects the, the, the machine. Uh, absolutely translates to open road um, riding. Um, and it also, it's pretty cool if you can ride into a car park and keep your feet up and do the things that you need to do without having to Flintstone around the place. And a lot of our listeners will be adventure riders. And I know from uh, riding with Todd um, that, like, that guy's a machine. What he can do low speed on rough terrain is, mm-hmm. is incredible. And it's all down to him practicing his low speed stuff in car parks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's throttle and clutch control and use of the rear brake to keep. To keep things under control, absolutely, that, that practice pays big dividends, no matter what kind of writing you do. There's no question about it. Mm, absolutely. So, um, yeah, check out uh, I Aim Road Smart on uh, social media and get along to events. And and this is by no means a sponsored uh, segment of the show. It's just something that um, that I know that you're interested in. And I think it's a good thing for most people to do. Um, but what else is going on in your world? Are you still riding daily? Uh, your your missus is no longer riding the tiger yeah well i I still ride daily so i I work in wellington i live out on the coast capity coast um and i I commute to work uh i'm I'm working new tide in in wellington city um it's it's at a awkward part of the city for public transport so i can get to and from work in less than half the time that public transport would do it um parking's free um Newtown, that's uh, near the hospital? Yeah, just, just beside the hospitals where I work. What yeah, time do so. you go in in the mornings? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a wee bit lazy that way. I go in later. So I start work at home uh, and I'll do an hour or two and then I'll leave home about 8.30. Uh, and then I, uh, I, I miss the worst of the traffic. And then I'm normally leaving uh, the office again sometime between 4 and 5. So I, I, I don't get to avoid it both ways, but... Um, uh, today was interesting. Uh, traffic coming out the, the the motorway was almost at a standstill. It was pretty blocked hitting yeah, up State Highway One, wasn't it? It was, but you know that again, it's the beauty of being in the motorcycle. You can, when you do it legally, you can you can filter your way through that uh, stop traffic and and still make a little bit of progress. So um, I get to keep my hand in that way. Um, I do, yeah, as you've pointed out, because my wife's not riding her own bike anymore. Um, we, we, we still do a lot together, but she's she's pillioning. Um, and she's a great pillion because she she is a writer. She knows what's going on. She knows um, sometimes better than I do what, what, what needs to be done coming up to the, the corners. And, and she loves going down the twisties and, and 
writing as a team, um, and that's that's something we actually went to a Write Forever Gold course, which was specifically for people with pillion. So everybody that was there had their pillion with them, and we spent the day going through lots of different stuff and, and really getting an insight as to how you can uh, ride the bike as a team. And, and we learned a huge amount of that, and we got so much more enjoyment from our time together on the bike. So. We enjoy that. And I'm actually in the process of organizing the first uh, moto camping trip uh, of the year. So I'm going with some mates uh, early part of next month. We're heading off. We've got a date. We have no idea where we're going, but we're going that weekend come hell or high water. And we'll see where we end up. Moto camping. I think you've, yes. got, the, you've got the bike for it, eh? You've got, so you've got, you're oh, riding yeah. the, uh, the R12... 100 gsa correct yes uh, and you've got some massive boxes on there so you get a, <laughs> you get a fair chunk of stuff in there uh, more than what you would need for a for a, a one night overnight uh trip away that definitely there's 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 plenty of options and and there's no excuse for being stuck for something you, you can take everything you need to be self-sufficient i know from previous conversations with you you're not a massive gravel rider but i know that you're not adverse to occasional no. bits of gravel no not at all. Uh, one ride uh, that is gravel currently, I think it's actually closed this week. Um, so way back in 2019, we caught wind that um, Waka Kotahi New Zealand Transport Agency were going to tarmac the entire Forgotten World Highway um, through the Tangarako Gorge. And they started, and then, of course, COVID kicked in. So it went from about 10 k's of gravel through there down to about 6 kilometres of gravel when I went through uh, Matariki weekend this year. They are this week closing that road to finish the tar ceiling. So the uh, Forgotten World Highway, which was this beautiful ribbon of mostly well, it was tarmac and there was about 12 kilometres of gravel through the gorge there and beautiful untouched native forest. You feel completely isolated and then, of course, you've got the beautiful Moki Tunnel uh, is going to be tar seal. So next time you go through there, you're going to have to watch out for uh, camper vans and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and the other thought I had on that was because the road is so sheltered, especially through winter, there's parts of it do- that doesn't defrost, let alone dry out. Uh, I feel like that tarmac is going to be slipperier than the gravel could have been in sections. Yeah, you're absolutely right about uh, uh, the, 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 the slipperiness of, of the, the tar seed potentially. Um, Any time I've ridden through that road, there's always been camper vans. And the fact that there's gravel tends to slow them down in that bit and that, that sort of natural traffic calming, uh, I think, is is going to be missed. And I think it's it's part of the experience of that road. I mean, it's a re- it was a relatively short component of it that was gravel, and it was easy gravel. You know, it, it, it was it was not a the hardest bit of gravel you'd ever ride. So I'm a wee bit sad that they've decided to completely see that to be to be fair yeah so am i it, it's um it's the first road that myself matt and the editor of kiwi rider magazine ben wilkins uh did as a team and i didn't know there was gravel in the middle there i was still riding the lambs mto7 and i think i was the one that suggested we should do the road not knowing there was gravel <laughs> i was keeping up with the pack all the way through the windiness and having a blast until the gravel and it was thick 
uh, ball bearings that like had just been graded. So the um, the 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 outriggers came out, and I was doing five k's an hour uh, yeah. through that twelve k section. But um, my, my own first experience of that road was not dissimilar. I just bought a new bike. I was on a banded twelve fifty. I was just literally getting to know the bike, and I went off on a road trip by myself. And I decided to go between New Plymouth and Tamanui. Um, and I got as far as the Fungabum in a pub and I stopped there and I was having a, a bit of light refreshment and two really nice old guys, one was on a Harley Davidson Sportster and the other was on a Honda CB1000, something like that and they rocked up and asked me about the bike where I was going and as they were pulling about to pull away they said, oh you know that there's a bunch of gravel up ahead and I had no idea, and my heart sank. <laughs> but I felt I had no choice but to keep going. And, and a bit like yourself, the outriggers were out. It was a road bike with road tires. But, hey, it was all part of the big adventure. And there's, there's, the roads around New Zealand that you can have a proper adventure on are dwindling. Um, I was told a couple of years ago when I went to do the Gentle Annie, which, of course, is um, Thai Happy through to Hawke's Bay, uh, mm-hmm. that that road used to be gravel. And apparently that road used to be a hoo of a lot of fun. And now it's, well, I did it in the rain and just I got to the I got to Hawke's Bay and went, oh, OK, I want to go home now. You need to try it again. That, that's, that would have to be one of my favourite roads in the North Island, I have to say. Um I have some friends that rate the uh, the Parapara State Highway 4 from Wanganui as, as their favourite, but I, I would have to put the Gentle Annie up there. But definitely, you, you need you need a little bit of kind weather to, to get the, the real joy out of it. Um, there's definitely parts that, the ones that have been, the parts that have been most recently sealed, uh, I'm not sure how good a job that they did. So if there's any kind of rough weather, it tends to be a bit of a compromise. But the views up there towards the central plateau or then as you're coming down into the Hawke's Bay are just spectacular. Um, That'd be what I missed out on because we got up to the highest point and it was just blanket fog. Okay. You definitely have not had the best experience of the gentle learning. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll put it on my summer list. Good. Um, something else that you and I kind of uh, see eye to eye on is, 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 to a certain extent, technology and technology that you can use on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you've been running the, and I think you were the, actually probably running it before I was, the Cardo Pack Talk Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts on that? How have you found that over the over the times? Obviously, you're using that to communicate with people that you're riding with, um, not just on fun occasions, but um, for uh, the work that you do with IAM. Mm-hmm. Um, you've connected to people using both Cardo and non-Cardo devices. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, I, I think I think there's been one occasion where uh, someone was running an older Senna unit. Um, and what we ended up, it, it was an observed ride and, and I was quite keen to be able to communicate. I just called them on their phone um, and, and that got around that issue. The Edge is definitely a step up from the, I was running a, a Pack Talk Black, Bold Black before that, which was a great unit, still is a great unit. Um, but the Edge is definitely a step up in terms of the form factor. Um, I love the magnetic mount, um, the sound quality, whether it's on calls or listening to music or 
uh, intercom. Uh, my wife uses one as well, and it's just as clear as having a conversation sitting beside her in the car. Um, I, I really rate Cardo as a brand and the ability to pair with other non-Cardo devices I, I have found to be um, reliable and stable. Um, I know a lot of people have not had a great experience and that's generally down to the fact that they don't read the manual before they try and do the pairing process. So they're not actually following the specified procedure and that tends to get them a bit wound up, unfortunately. But, um, and I've no. been one of those people. I've, I mean, my, <laughs> my first ever Cardo, uh, yes. the first trip that Matt and I did, we spent about 20 minutes trying to pair the thing, gave up, and ended up using Bluetooth, which was even worse than the mesh communication. And um, and then on the, I think we, we did, I think, where were we? We were going off to do Molesworth, and we got to... Um, to Hanma and sat around with a beer that night and went, oh, oh, we're not doing it right. That's why it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I, we um, we have a group where most of the guys are running Cardos and, and one chap is a Senna, one of the, the built-in ones for the uh, his showy helmet. And we'd been able to bridge him into our mesh group, no problem. And then there was an update come out for the Cardo, which was supposed to improve things and we couldn't get it to work and it transpired that i had made an assumption that the Senna unit had a more advanced bluetooth chip in it than what it actually did so the 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 updates if you like from cardo assumed that you were dealing with the very very latest in the Senna unit so you, you yeah you, you do need to make sure that you're what you're trying to do is something that is is part of what they're offering um, and following the right procedure makes a big difference but once you've got those started um, look they're not perfect there's, there's no there's no two ways about it and this the range that they specify uh, 1.6 kilometers for the package that's uh, what does Winston Peters call it bull dust um, yeah. I, I that, that's not going to happen unless you're I don't know somewhere going up the through the the flatlands around Palmerston North or something. Well, even like even on the wide open Molesworth Road where you can see yeah. five kilometres ahead, you, mm-hmm. I don't think we got one point six. I think we struggled yeah. to get a kilometre, but yeah. uh, it's still better than nothing. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. And the, the the mesh definitely is is the way to go if you if you're riding with others on a regular basis and you want to communicate mesh is absolutely the way to go if you just want a unit to make calls listen to your gps instructions listen to music that sort of thing it's probably not worth the money no if that's that's all you want to do then just uh spend a couple hundred dollars and get the um the spirit or the spirit hd 100 percent. yeah yeah but uh and the big thing to me the, the the single biggest difference between cardo and all the other brands is that they're guaranteed waterproof mm. um, and i think living where we live that's very very hard to go past oh i can i can get out in the morning and it'd be beautifully sunny here in upper heart but i get as far as petoni and it's absolutely pouring down you never know what it's going to do 100 percent. 
Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. good. It's good to hear uh, that you're having similar findings um, as I have had, and I've been accused of being too complimentary about brains, specifically Cardo. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you're backing up exactly what I've said. Is is I think Cardo is the better brand out of the two big players in the market at the moment, and mm-hmm. I believe that the um, the Edge, the Neo, and the Custom are with the with the Mesh 2.0 are just brilliant. They're absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, uh, and I made a video about it recently, was the um, uh, the GoPro Hero 12, um, which ties in nicely with the Cardo units in that you can now connect via Bluetooth and use the microphone in your Cardo as a microphone for the camera, record everything in camera. So when mm-hmm. you're out riding the Tangaraka Gorge, you can hit record on the camera and talk to the camera and tell the person that's watching what you're doing at the time. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm surprised actually that GoPro or DJI or some of those companies haven't introduced that feature before now, to be fair. Um, but I I, I'm, I wouldn't quite say that I'm in the market for a, an action camera at the minute, but the, the, I'm sorely tempted by those GoPro 12s and in no small part to the, the, the most excellent video that you made demonstrating that capability. I, it definitely has me interested. That's for sure. Up till now, to do that sort of thing, you've had to have the camera mounted on your helmet, a big long coil of cable, an adapter to get the microphone on that coil of cable into the camera. And it was all just bulky and annoying. And I'm like, well, I've got a microphone in my helmet. Why can't I use that? I can imagine for people in in kind of, I don't know if you guys do it, but in your kind of um, realm in IAM, where you're doing maybe instructional content, instructional videos, or maybe just standard moto vloggers, it's... Um, I think it's a game changer. Yeah, it's definitely uh, gives you options that, I mean, we, we, we have some training material that we use for our observers um, and, and uh, definitely would have, when we were making those, those videos, it would have been a, a, just an extra layer of real benefit that we could provide some commentary or variable insights as to what was going on. And uh, for motovloggers, I mean, I, I looked at one of those setups with the, the mic adapter and the microphone, and it's just a huge faff. Um, and there's enough bits and bobs to clamp on and screw to your helmet without, you know, extra stuff. And it just, you know, Bluetooth has been around for a wee while now. It just seems odd that nobody has come up with it before now. Uh, but I'm glad that they have. So I'll, I'll look forward to more and more of your content where you're where you're using that facility. And and, and just by the way, uh, the Insta360 One RS that I've been using for a couple of years now, it was only brought to my attention after I made the video on the Hero 12 that the Insta360 has that ability and has had that ability for up to 18 months before the GoPro Ooh. brought it out. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> but it's, you know, you hear something and like the way that they marketed it was, oh, you could connect this camera to your Apple AirPods and I went who's going to want to do that but it wasn't it wasn't until <laughs> about an hour later that I went hang on Bluetooth Cardo ah that so. makes a lot that makes a lot of sense yeah Paul Kane uh, I am Road Smart and avid BMW GS rider thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today and stopping me from talking to myself for 20 minutes well it's it's the least I can do because we don't want you taken away with the, the people in the white coats <laughs> Um, 
if you want to catch up with Paul or IAM Road Smart, check him out on social media. Get involved in those rides. Um, did you enjoy Motorcycle Awareness Month? Did you get out on any riding that wasn't just a standard commute? Uh, no. <laughs> in short, no. Uh, I'm 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 trying to get myself a, a Ride Forever course. Um, booked in because I, I like to do those a couple of times a year if I can. Um, so far, it's just been the commute, unfortunately, but that's okay. There's there's a long summer ahead of us. I'll I'll make up for it. Then. And you've got your moto camping trip coming up that I want to hear all I about. Do. I want to know I where you're going when you decide where you're going. I will be the you'll be the three hundred and thirty second person to know. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, this is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Uh, he's been Paul. I've been Ray. Thank you so much for listening. Check out Kiwi Rider Magazine out absolutely free twice a month at kiwirider.co.nz. My video's up on YouTube under the uh, channel MotoNZ or MotoNZ.com is the website where you can read about and see all the pictures about what I get up to and I share other people's stuff there from time to time. Otherwise, uh, keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.